Greetings, this is Sister Fabu. Before I start my podcast, I want to read you a poem. Enjoy. Summer rain. She lays. She lays waiting for the cool summer breeze to devour her. Yet all she gets is a 90 degree eat. She waits for the rain to cool her body, yet all she gets is the 90 degree temperature. I wish it would rain, she said. I wish it would rain. Rain, rain, rain. Rain till warmth is no more. Rain till the summer breeze shine. Shine on me, summer breeze, shine on me. Mommy, don't you want the summer breeze? I responded, yes, my darling, just like you. She responded, my body is like a volcano waiting to erupt. Lava bursting to fold the earth. Oh, I wish it would rain. She heard it. What could it be? What is it, Mama? Is it the rain I wish for? For me? For us? She laid on her stomach while the rain fall. Fall on me, rain, fall on me. The rain fell only for a few moments. Now the rain is over. She got up as wet as can be, but pleasant indeed, happy. The temperature is down, she said. Here comes the summer breeze. Shine on me, summer breeze. I turned around and looked at her. Such pleasure to see how nature can bring such joy indeed. My daughter, happy just for the rain. That fell on her. Such joy, indeed. Greetings, greetings, greetings. On this Sunday afternoon. This is Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Welcome to my podcast, Through My Looking Glass. This is Season 8, Episode 3. As you know, my podcast is dedicated to victims and survivors. I am a survivor. I am a survivor. I'm African-American, born in Jamaica. I grew up in New York. I will tell you that I'm safe and in a good place. I've taken control of my life and will not allow my past abusers to control me. 
If you ask me how I'm doing in this moment, I will tell you that I'm giving thanks for the things that make me happy. So I'm just sitting, just thinking about all the things that makes me happy. Big and small. They don't have to be big things. I want to ask you, how are you in this moment? I hope you're in a safe, I hope you are safe and in a good place. And if you are a victim at this moment, I hope you're either in transition or about to be in transition. You know, be on the next side, side of the survivors. But today we are going to, I'm going to talk about just giving thanks for what makes me happy or what makes us happy. But before I start, I want us to never forget that a lot of our brothers and sisters are dying. You know, are dying from drug overdose. Statistics is high. And it's getting worse every year. And also, statistics on... People who are living or living with abuse in abusive relationship, people who are in abusive relationship. It's a little crazy when we think about it. You know, you go along every day and you don't realize that the person next to you at your work, you know, that's serving you your coffee could either be Suffering some from some mental illness, you know, or dealing with someone that's kind of have them captured in a way, captive in a way, you know. It's kind of sad. You no, know? I've dealt with that. Somebody used, I used to buy coffee from all the time. And it's not a happy thing. But today I want to talk about what makes us happy. So for all those brothers and sisters who are not here for us today, let's hope they had a good life. Let's hope they lived a good life and they're going to a happy place, right? Now, as victims and survivors, the first thing we need to be happy about is the fact that we are existing in this moment. I mean, right now, right now, this second. We woke up this morning. We are still here in this moment, in this time, this second. 
that's something to be happy about. You know, that's something to even dance about. Because a lot of us brothers and sisters are not. So for the ones who are, yeah, we need to be happy about that. Okay? The the funny thing is I went to the mall the other day to get a pocketbook. And I was in a good mood because I was happy. I am able to buy myself a pocketbook. Okay, I don't buy expensive pocketbook, but I am able to buy a pocketbook. So that made me happy. Unfortunately, I wanted a black designer and I couldn't find one, which made me sad. But then later on, I got happy again because one of my sons said they found one and his fiance. So that made me happy again. Okay. But while I was at the mall, there was a table there. And there was some posters and stuff on the on the table and, and, and it said vote no to let immigrants get driver's license in Massachusetts. And I was like, What? I had to circle back and read to make sure that was what it was. So they're saying that when election come up, you should vote against Massachusetts allowing illegal immigrants to get driver's license. That kind of made me sad. And I wonder if those people realize that if they, or probably already did, family member, friends, ever need blood transfusion, ever need blood or organs, he might come, came, already came from illegal immigrants, as they call people that's living in this country now, illegal immigrants, you know, who didn't come over here the right way. And sometimes it's not that they want to, it's because they have to. And coming from where they were, that was not okay. Coming to America, that's supposed to help them. I'm sure it made them happy. So coming somewhere where it make them happy, knowing that they're still struggling, they might be able to get a job, but they can't get a job because it's so far away, they can't get a license. Would it be nice if they have a driver's license? So they can drive trucks, fill some of these jobs that people need. If they're not taken from you, why is it so hard? They're the one who has to take the test. They're the one who has to come up with the money. And you're not buying the car for them. So why can't we be happy for those people? Why is it always about us and never for the other people. We need to be happy for people. You know? But then to the right of them, I saw a couple of ladies standing there a little bit away. And I, I went over there and I said, are you with those people at the table? And they're like, no, no, no. We are against what they're doing. We are saying immigrants should have driver's license. And the problem, the thing is, they were saying the same thing I was saying. 
how, but they are saying how they know people who really can get a job, but they can't get to their job because it's so far away. It takes them two hours to get to their job by public transportation. Where if they had a car, it'd be a lot easier for them. Or there's jobs that where public transportation doesn't go. Or there's jobs that they could get, but they need a driver's license in order to get that job. Oh, it's crazy. So then they got happy again because there was people fighting for them. And that made me happy. <laughs> yeah, I left there happy. I came looking and feeling very sad, but I left there happy knowing that there's people actually fighting for them. It's one of my happy things this weekend. Another one of my happy things was um, I, I lost my son. If you guys have been listening to my podcast, I lost my son in May. And typically in Massachusetts between May and August, September, there's a lot of fishing going on, saltwater fishing going on. And it's a passion for me and my son, Omar. We fish, we go all over the place fishing. You know, sometimes we drive all the way to Florida fishing. Since he passed, it's been so hard. I have not been able to go fishing because it just doesn't feel right without him. It feels weird. It doesn't feel like I'm not I'm supposed to do it, but my my sons, my other two sons and people are telling me, you know, you need to do it for him. It's okay, I went. And it was really hard just driving there. Just driving there, all I thought about was how he's not there to do this and do that, you know. And mommy, take pictures of the fish that he catch and help me reel it in because he, he think it's so big I can't reel it in. Or helping me with this and, you know, it's it's just so, so weird. Car- even carrying the things because he liked to carry it all for me, you know. But the wonderful thing is what made me happy was... My son, Naftali, and his two daughters came to support me so I didn't have to be alone. That made me so happy. Really did. You know, I told them. It was so wonderful. And one of the things that my son does when he goes fishing, he talks to everybody. Everybody he talks to. He's a talker. And for you all who know him, you know, he's, he's a talker. He just is. Very friendly person. He likes to meet everybody, know something about them, tell them about himself, and talk about the scaler and all that stuff. But this weekend I find people was coming to me and talking to me. And it was strange. It made me happy, but it felt like he was sending these people over to talk to me. It was kind of strange. I didn't fight it. I didn't fight it. You know, a couple of times I was like, ah. But then I was like, embrace it. Be happy. Just embrace it. So I did. Thank you, son. You know, thank you, son. 
Another thing that made me happy was my six-year-old granddaughter. She was happy today. And the reason she was happy today is because she had her first swimming lessons. Her first swimming lesson. And that made her happy. And what makes her happy makes me happy as long as it's good. And the other thing that, one other thing that makes me happy is knowing I am not in fear of my life. And I keep going back and doing these things because you know what? As victims and survivors, it always come back to the beginning of what we are and what we have to deal with every day. I am not in fear of my life. Okay. I also am happy because I do not have an addiction that prevent me from controlling my wants and needs. And if you know me, I don't like to take medication. I went to the doctor the other day for my physical and he says to me, he says, you're very depressed and you know especially you know because what happened with your son you need to take something you know you well he didn't say you need to take something he said do you want me to give you something for the depression and I said no I said no because I have to figure out another way to deal with this without medication and it's okay and I'm happy that I was in the place where I could say no because Sometimes medication can seem like it's going to help you in the beginning and then you can get addicted to those things. So I just say no. I learn. I will learn different ways. I did it with my daughter. And I was coming around. But now, you know, it's worse this time. But, um, Yeah. I find little things to be happy about. I find little things to be happy about. Every day, I find little things to be happy about. <laughs> I, this evening, I, I was happy to get my cats after they both ran outside for a while and I couldn't reach them. So, what are you happy about? What makes you happy in this moment? Is it you're able to get food on the table for you and your family today? Is it that you're able to get your laundry done? You found enough money to make to wash your clothes. Is it you have a job to go to tomorrow? Because, yeah, I'm happy I have a job to go to tomorrow so I can pay my rent and stuff. That's a happy thing. We have to find things that makes us happy. And I, I say this before, but we have to find things that makes us happy. Because there's so much, so much negativity in the world. That if we don't take a little bite here and there. 
we have gas in our car to take us to work? Do we have money to pay on the bus? Do we have water to drink on these hot, hot days? We have to be happy for those little things. Because believe it or not, as much as we think those things are little, there's a lot of people who don't have those things. The little things that we take for granted. I was happy today. I was hot today. I was able to, I was happy I went to the store and got me and one of those, those slurpy things that cool me down. And that made me happy. You know? So whatever it is, take it. Be happy. You know, if you have a loved one just passed, be happy for the time that you spent with that person. Be happy that you are able to put that person to rest. You know? Every little thing that you do, you have to be happy for. As I said, being a survivor, victim or survivor is not easy in this time. And a wonderful thing that came out a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot to say it last week, but I'm going to say it this week. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline number. Yeah, they have a new number. It's 988. Easy to remember. So easy. I think this is going to help a lot of people where they don't have to remember all those digits anymore. 988. That's all. I know a lot of people are going to be a lot safer because it's easier to diagnose. Again, 988 is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. If you need it, call. And if you know somebody that needs it, call it. If you know somebody that is trying to commit suicide, please help them. Call that number and get some help for them. Okay? National Domestic Violence, 1-800-799-7233. Or you can text L-O-V-E-I-S-2-22522. And they will ask you if you, you are safe. And you can use text with them. Okay? You can text at 1-800-422-4453. Again, National this is a National Child Abuse Hotline. You can text 1-800-422-4453. Or you can call 1-800-422-4453. Okay. So that's, we talked about suicide prevention, domestic violence, child abuse, sexual abuse hotline. Man, 1-800-656-4673. That's the National Sexual Abuse Hotline. I hope no one needs it, but if you do, please use some of these numbers, okay?
and I'm asking you, please keep these elders safe. If anyone is hurting the elders that you know about, or if you're elder and someone is hurting you, please call 1-800-677-1116-866-363-4279. If you have a family friend, member or a friend going through a tough time, please help them. They need you more than you can imagine. They don't always say they do, but they really do, you know? And you know what? They can get mad at you later for helping. But help if you feel that's something that you, you're rather helping than later on, you, you know, something happening and you say, oh, I should have. No, don't ever say should have. And as I reach the end of this, this episode, I am asking you, how are you doing in this moment? How are you this doing in this moment? I ho- Again, I hope you're safe and in a good place. Please let me know how you're doing. If you ask me how I'm doing, I am continuing, continuing, continuing to learn how to be at peace without my children. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. You know, losing children is not an easy thing. That's me in this moment. I'm asking you to please listen, share, and subscribe. And feel your how are you. Whatever it is that you're feeling, whether you are on the ocean, just Enjoy the breeze. It was so beautiful. I was doing that today. By the water. It was so beautiful. Just putting my hand up. It was warm, but it was just so nice. Just feeling the breeze. Okay. I hope you enjoyed things that makes me happy. I am Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Thank you for listening to another episode of Through My Looking Glass. Until next time, find your happy place. Love you.